0: Today brothers and sisters welcome to another edition of Centurion Faith, the podcast that helps you to seek the kind of faith that makes Jesus marvel. I wanted to talk to you today uh, about a message that I have that I'm really excited about and um, it's entitled the Importance of God's Word, The Importance of God's Word and I just pray this morning that uh, the Lord would just give me the words to speak, um, to get this message. He's just throwing so many downloads at me this morning about the, the, uh, the accuracy, the integrity, and the reliability and the necessity of his word in our lives. So I hope I can convey what the Lord shared with me, even in a small way, um, so, so that you could be edified and fed and see um, how, how important it is to have the word of God Uh, continually in your life. The Bible says in in, um, the book of Joshua, in the first chapter, it said, do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth, but meditate on it day and night so that you'll be sure to do what's written in it. Then you will prosper and have good success. I think that's just such a great scripture to tell you just the importance of meditating day and night. And that just means thinking about God's word. And what did God say? Um, it 's not necessarily having your nose in the book, although that 's a good thing and I spent this morning so far um, with my nose in the book and just getting fed the word of god it 's just been so powerful and so helpful for me that I really do like job said i esteem his his word more than my my daily bread i I, I esteem that word more necessary than my daily food, and I think that 's in job like twenty three twelve but um, anyway, the importance of God's word. I'm gonna just start out from the beginning. Look at John, just to just to impress on you the importance of God's word. Even Jesus himself in the book of John, he's called the word of God right at the beginning, the first words in the first chapter of the book of John. Um, it says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, right? So it's amazing that Jesus himself is called the word of God and he throughout the um, bible both through his life through his words he he wants us to know that his 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 very essence his very person cannot be separated from his word he says in John 14:10 he says if you don't believe my works at least believe the words and then he he interchanges those two all the time in the scriptures so that just tells you the importance um, of his word and his works, which go hand in hand. So if you know God's word, you can do God's works yourself. That's why he's given us the word as a sword to cut through all the BS of this life. And it is paramount as a believer that you know the word of God, you study the word of God. And as it says in uh, 1 Timothy 2, it says to study to show yourself approved, a workman of God who knows how to rightly divide the word of truth. It's just, it's so important to be a student of God's word, a learner. That's what a disciple means. And I would say today, the people that I know that are real disciples of the Lord are learners. They love to learn the word of God. They love to uh, get together and study the word together. They like to do Zoom calls together. Uh, we, We like to get on the phone with each other. I have so many friends and even people that I work with in my industry that I love to talk to because we'll always get to talk talk about the word a little bit and and throughout the day it really refreshes us. So I want to encourage you in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. This is the word with the capital W. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him and without him not one thing was made. In him was life and that life was the light of men. Um it's amazing that in the beginning, God spoke the world into existence. So John um, takes us all the way back to Genesis one, where God is the first chapter, where God is just speaking the the words, um, the world into existence through his words. And it talks about that in the book of Hebrews as well, how he framed the world by the word of God. So just trying to impress on you the importance of God's word. Even Jesus, when he was a child, we don't see any a whole lot in the Gospels about him when he was a kid. But there is a story right at the beginning of of Luke. Um, I'm going to read this to you. In um, its in its Jesus um, going with his parents, and it's right after you know that talks about him being born and the angels, you know, telling the shepherds that a child unto you, a child is born. All that right at the beginning of Luke, and then in the second chapter, it goes right into. I'm going to read Luke 2:40 through uh, 52. Don't roll your eyes; this will be exciting, and uh, and it talks about Jesus growing up, and and it takes us from really from the time he was a child and and appeared um, was was born in Bethlehem, and then fast forwards us really quickly. In Luke 2:40, it says the child grew, talking about Jesus, and he waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Now, his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the Feast of Passover, and when he was 12 years old, he went up with them after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days, they returned, and the child, Jesus, tarried behind them in Jerusalem. He stayed behind in Jerusalem, is what it means. And his mom and dad didn't even know this. So they thought that he was in the company in the caravan, and they realized um, after after a few days, I think it was that oh my God, Jesus, where is he? And they realized he was back in Jerusalem. So they I'm kind of just fast forwarding through this story but in the in the essence of time, but it says that they after three days and they they went back and they found him in the temple sitting in the midst of the doctors, um, both hearing them and asking them questions. So these are the people that were experts in the Word of God and he was listening to them. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of god and back in the day we didn't they, they didn't have a printing press not everybody had bible so so most of the the word of god was was given passed from person to person by hearing the word especially these guys that did have it written so so it would be accurate they could go to the temple and they could hear and romans 10 17 even says faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of god i know a lot of inmates who don't know how to read, they're illiterate, but they know the word of God backwards and forwards because they always come into the chapel and they hear the word. And then they hear others reading the word in the in the, um, in the the dormitory or in the cells, and they'll read each other cell to cell. Some of these guys that don't even know how to read know the word of God backwards and forwards because faith comes by hearing, just like you listen to podcasts like this one or um, there's so many out there that just preach and share the word of God. You can learn that way. It's amazing. You don't, there's, um, anyway, I want to share that though. But anyway, his parents said to him, they saw him, they were amazed at what he was doing. And then they said, why did you you, you, you know, did you hang out here behind? You were, we were worried about you. We were sorrowing, it says in the Bible. And then Jesus said to his mom and dad, he, he said to Mary and Joseph, How is it that you sought me? Like, what are you talking about? And he said, didn't you know that I'd be about my father's business? Jesus, he called learning the word of God as father's business. This is amazing. So it goes on to say that Jesus, he grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and with man by by knowing and growing in the word of God. It was so important to Jesus. The first thing that happens to Jesus when we see in... um, in both Matthew four and Luke four, when Jesus comes onto the scene, when he's 30 years old and starts his ministry, he's baptized by the uh, by John, and he comes out of the water and the Holy Spirit comes upon him. And the first thing that the Holy Spirit does, it, it there's a voice that comes from heaven and, and the father says, this is my son, my beloved son, in him I'm well pleased. And the first thing the Holy Spirit does is takes Jesus into the wilderness to get tempted by the devil for 40 days and 40 nights. And through this temptation, you think about this, and in both Matthew 4 and Luke 4, you can find this. The three temptations that the devil tries to hit Jesus with are starving him, you know, he's hungry, he hasn't eaten. He says, turn these stones into bread. Then he also says, you know, he takes him up to the, to the pinnacle and he says, I'll give you this whole world and all the riches and all the glory thereof, right? Fame and fortune he offers them. And think of these temptations in today's society. Then the third temptation he says is, why don't you just cast yourself down from this mountain and stop, you know, end your suffering and the angels, you know, they'll come and catch you. So he twists the word of God. And what is Jesus' response in both Luke 4 4 and Matthew 4 4? Remember those numbers because these scriptures both say the exact same thing. Jesus says these words. He says, He says, He says, um, Get behind me, Satan. He says, For it is written. For it is written. He goes right to the word of God. This is at the beginning of his ministry when he's being tempted. Um, And he shows us the importance of. The the imperative of God's word when he says, Get behind me, Satan, for it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. That's how important the word was. And he whooped the devil's hiney in the wilderness with the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. If you read in in um John like 15, 7, and 8, Jesus says, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you. He's saying this to the disciples, by the way, before he goes to the cross. So he's given us kind of his final words. And he says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will and it'll be given to you. And he said, and this is how my father, this will bring my father glory because you'll be glor- Jesus will be glorified in you when you do this. So again, you can't separate Jesus from his word and his spirit. It's, it's just absolutely amazing. And if you read in like John 14, 26, I'm going to read this really quick but but one of the one of the things the holy spirit jesus says will be doing for us he says i'm going to send you the i'm just going to read this to you in john 14 26. he says but the comforter which is the holy ghost who the father will send to you in my name he will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatever i have said to you so for today Uh, The Holy Spirit is sent to us believers to remind us of the words of Jesus, to remind us of those red letter words. What did Jesus say about this situation? Oh, I'm in fear. He said, Fear not, for I am with you. So there's always a word, the Bible says, there's a word in due season to him that is weary. There's always a verse for every adversity that the devil tries to throw at us or this world tries to throw at us or even when we get ourselves in a bind through our own stupidity. Uh, don't raise your hand. Um, <laughs> anyway, there's always a word to combat whatever our worry is. So there's a word over the world, and there's a word over our worries. There is a verse for every adversity. So remember that. Look at it this way too. Um, Jesus in, the, in Mark Four fourteen teaches the parable about the sower sowing the word of God. And he says right at the beginning when he's teaching this parable about the sower going out and sowing the word of God, he says, if you don't understand this parable, you're not gonna be able to understand any other parables. He puts the parable about the word of God being a seed and we go out and sow the word and we grow in the word. And the importance of this and how the devil actually comes in that parable in uh, Mark four fourteen, and he comes to steal the word. If the devil's main job is to steal the word out of our hearts, how how important is the word of God? If the devil is, if he's coming to steal, kill, and destroy, what he's really coming to steal is the word, because the word is what whoops him every time. So I hope you'll read these, go back and and look at these yourself, and you'll see. There's also so many great resources too. If you want to, if you want to know about the accuracy, the integrity, and the reliability of God's word, that this Bible, these 66 books, were compiled by God himself. They were written under the direction of the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Bible was, was written over a fifth, the, the whole Bible was written over a 1500 year period by 40 different men from, from shepherds to kings um, on three different continents. And it just, it's amazing how it all ties together. It's all in such symmetry. It's absolutely amazing. There's a video called The God Who Speaks. Again, The God Who Speaks. And it's, it's about, it traces the evidence of the Bible's authority through interviews with some of the most respected experts, apologists, scholars, and pastors in the evangelical world. And it just unpacks how reliable the Word of God is think about this too, and I'm going to kind of start closing, but think about the men or study the men like Tyndale. You've heard of Tyndale's Bible. Um, the, study the men like Luther who tried to compile the Bible. Uh, we've only had the written word of God all together in one collective piece uh, for, for about 500 years. And look at the history of these men that tried to put the Bible together. They, some of them were burned at the stake like Tyndale, the devil just did not want this word to get out and we're so flippant about it today we have we have 60 different versions of the bible on our phone we got Bibles stacked all over the house with dust gathering on them and we just don't reverence the word of god like we should and i'm saying this to to encourage you not to discourage you but i love this bible i say to god sometimes i kiss this bible and say i wish i could eat this bible This word is so powerful and so necessary for me to make it through this life. If Jesus put this much importance on the word of God, how much more importance do we have to put on it? So I want to just close by saying that. Get out out the word today. It's the sword of the spirit. And just think of the word sword. It's S and then word, sword. And it cuts through. Hebrews 4.12 says the word of God is is active and it's alive. It's quick and alive, another translation says. It's able to cut through joints and marrow and, and soul and spirit. It even divides. And it's a discerner of the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So the Bible will direct us, but it will also correct us. It will also um, admonish us at times, too, to make some changes. Ephesians 6.17 says that we are, when we're putting on the full armor of God, to put on the helmet of salvation and take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Today, I want you to, to, by picking up your Bible, put on the helmet of salvation. Know that your salvation is secure because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ And that alone, his finished work on our behalf makes you saved, brother or sister. There's nothing you can do to earn it. There's nothing you can do to lose it. It's a gift. So I want you to put on that helmet, knowing that you're secure in your salvation, and take up the sword, the sword of the word of God today, and just whoop the devil's butt when he comes at you. I thank you for listening to this podcast. And, um, I, I want to just ask you if you would, please, if you've enjoyed this, please share this with a friend, uh, forward it, like it, um, post it on your social media and get the word out. This is God's word I'm sharing with you. Uh, I hope this has blessed you today. And I hope that you go out into your day today with the word of God on your heart and on your mouth so that you'll be a blessing to whoever you run into in Jesus name.